the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line brawl to start this game. Jeremy Lablotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer, he reaches in a right back right, right, right. He's not Dad Ramson. He's just fought. Stu Grimson. Oh my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Grimson. He- this is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Dana Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. Alright, He absolutely decked Jim Kite with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode 29 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and, of course, the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. Today's guest is uh, one Mr. Tom Wilson. And no, it's not the Tom Wilson you're probably thinking of with the Capitals. This is a guy who fought uh, fought a lot of people out in the minor leagues and the SPHL and uh, various leagues like that and uh, told some awesome stories. And I always like getting the guys on who are from the SPHL because out of all the hockey leagues, that's probably the one I know um, probably the least amount uh, is the old SPHL, and even even currently, even though I went to a game, I really I really don't know too much about the tough guys and everything from the SPHL. So it's cool to get them on and hear their kind of their side of the story and everything like that. And uh, no, it's re- it's really cool, and it's you know you, you hear about them traveling through various leagues and like the old Southern uh, or the Sunshine Hockey League and st- stuff like that. Um, and of course, uh, Mike DeGurse talked about it on his episode uh, way back. Uh, it was last year. Um, so no, it's cool to kind of get that side of the league and everything like that, because again, I just don't know, don't know too much about the, uh, the SPHL and probably the federal league. Those are probably the two, two, uh, hockey leagues I know the least about. So it's always cool to get people on and, uh, no, hear, hear those guys side of the story because those were definitely tough leagues and, uh, fuck the feds still, um, still a pretty tough league. And even, even Big Mac will mix it up and, uh, Nick Wright, I know you're listening and we'll uh, go back and forth, but Nick is the guy who took on Big Mac and, uh, well, Nick, you came out on the other, the probably the bad end of that fight, but just the fact that you had the balls to drop it with uh, with Big Mac was uh, fucking admirable for sure, no doubt. Um, but no, so it's uh, like I said, it's just cool to get that perspective. And for the if if you're listening, you might not know who these guys are. Um, it might be Tom Wilson, but it's not you know Tom Wilson from the Capitals. Who the fuck is that? Uh, just just give it a chance and listen. You're really going to enjoy some of these stories and. Um, I probably typically enjoy those more actually when I'm listening to a, a hockey player who I don't know much about, or um, even if I'm interviewing a guy I don't know much about. Because, like I said, interviewing some of these guys in the Southern League, um, I'm going out on a limb here myself, and you know, I, I it's fun hearing about it and educate myself on it and hearing their side of the story. Like I said, so you know, if you don't know a guy, and even if you go back into my past interviews, if you're just tuning in, and you're kind of wonder what the show's all about and you go back and you look at some interviews and you're like who's this guy i don't know this guy and uh what kind of fucking lnh what kind of fucking league is that 
you know, sit down and just enjoy and listen to the guys talk and, um, chances are you'll probably enjoy it. And they got, they got awesome stories to tell, uh, even if it's not in some league you've heard of, or if you may have never heard of them. Um, so no, definitely go back and check out some of the previous episodes I got. I got Jeremy Yablonski, Frank Bylowis, Kevin Kaminsky, Chris Nyland that I just had on, um, and the reception for that was awesome. And everybody seemed to enjoy Chris. And uh, a lot of people, you know, say you could listen to Chris talk for hours and that sure is fucking true. Um, you could hear him go on for days. Uh, he tells it like it is. He doesn't hold anything back and that's just kind of the guy he is. And, um, no, I can't can't thank him enough for coming out of the show and all the guys, of course, I've had on. And I uh, wanted to give a special shout-out to Chris, too. He had me on the TSN 690 radio station up in Montreal, and I posted that episode. Um, I think it's about a 20-minute segment or so, and I kind of go over the podcast. And so I posted that, and I didn't do an intro or anything like that. I didn't even do the intro music. I just wanted to post it uh, for what it was. And so I kind of labeled it because it came out. I was on, let's see, I interviewed Chris, and then probably it was that following Monday. Um, cause I think I interviewed him Saturday at 7am or something like that, or, uh, 8am maybe. And I think that following Monday was when I was on the show, uh, up there in Montreal. So I kind of put it down as like episode 28.5 or like 28 and a half, whatever you want to call it. Um, because I think it was, um, I think it was a full episode. So I just labeled it like that, but yeah, I go on there and talk about the podcast and, uh, get even, even show some LNH love for like Jill Terrio and, uh, John Morasti and stuff like that. And, uh, talk about Probert and Tony Twist, guys like that, and it was it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. It's, it's weird being interviewed, and that was you know my first time ever on a radio show, so that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, never, never in a million years would have thought that doing this little podcast would land me on a radio show. Um, of course, it helps when you know Chris Nyland, maybe. <laughs> um, and so, Chris, you know, I can't thank you enough for doing that, uh, if you're listening. And um, no, seriously, it was cool, and it's something I never thought I'd get to do um, it was cool being up in montreal when i was with them and i would go to the uh the tsn radio uh what's called the studio and you know see him do his thing in there and it was cool and uh so kind of getting the lay of the land while i was up there never never thought i'd actually be on the show i'd just go in there and listen in and be it'd be a lot of fun but um no seriously thanks thanks again for that chris uh, if you're listening um but anyways uh you know there's not too too much to talk about i don't think not much going on i know the season might come back. I think it just got released today that a 24-team kind of tournament, March Madness-style thing might come out. Uh, no fighting, no... Uh, what is it? You can't... You gotta line up two feet away on the face-offs and shit. It's like, yeah, you want hockey to come back, but you you want it to come back like this? Come on now. Oh, at least we're getting hockey. Well, yeah. Well, well my hockey and your hockey are two different things, of course, today. But this is just ridiculous. No no scrums after whistles. You can't spit on the bench. And yeah, I get it. I get why. I'm not a buffoon and just, you know, oh, it's so stupid. But uh, you're taking away the big element of the game that makes playoffs so special. So it's just uh, it's just weird to be in a, you know, I guess if you get your hockey back and you're happy, then by all means, enjoy it. Because <laughs> I, I don't even really watch today's NHL anyway, so it doesn't really matter for me. But. Just thought that was kind of funny. It's the only thing I could really think of that's kind of current, I guess. And I don't really cover too much of the current stuff. Just the, uh, I guess, the physical part of the game and the, some of these intros. So uh, I guess we'll uh, go ahead and get the plugins in there. Of course, uh, go check out the original Enforcer podcast, and that is Fourth Line Voice. And he's finally back with the uh, Hockey Podcast Network. He just had an episode with actually a former guest of this show, and that's uh, Curtis Swanson, old Swanee. I had him on for the LNH special. Um, and of course with that, I kind of did, you know, did it in segments. So guide gave pretty much everybody about 30 minutes to an hour to talk on that. That way it doesn't 
drag on for too, too long. But, uh, you know, it was cool hearing stuff about Swanee's junior stories and, uh, you know, going really in depth with it. So Dare did an awesome job and you get to hear about the ice warriors competition and you might be wondering what the fuck is that? And, uh, it's like the black and blue battle of the hockey forces competition. You might be wondering what the fuck is that as well. Um, and basically it was like a tournament. If you ever seen the movie goon Two, uh, the last of the enforcers, which, uh, you know, I was really hoping it was going to be better, but the coolest part of the movie was the fact that they had that kind of fight tournament and, uh, you know, it wasn't to that extreme where it was like, you know, a 4v4 fucking melee. Uh, but no, it was a 1v1 tournament, and we've talked about it with Mike Segroy. If you've been listening to the show for a while, we talk about it because Mike Segroy was the runner-up to uh, Dean Mayrand. But yeah, it was an actual fight tournament that happened. But then there was another one that happened out in, I think it was Finland, uh, they mentioned it. Um, but it was the Ice Warriors competition, and Curtis Swanson was in there, and he was the runner-up to Derek Parker. Uh, Derek Parker, of course, being LNH, and Sean McMorrow was there, and I think Jason Bones. So, uh, no, it was pretty cool to hear that side of uh, that side of the the story for Swanee's career, because uh, you know we pretty much covered his LNH stuff and then cut it off there on my half of the show. So, um, no, it was good to definitely go check that out, and of course Joe Lazito over at, uh, the Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box. Go listen to his show. He just had on Rich Pilon. I think you I think he released part two already for it. So um, he should be. I'm not sure. I can't remember if there's gonna be a part three or not. But definitely go check that out. Joe does an awesome job covering all the Islanders tough guys and Islanders Farm Club tough guys. Um, so anybody who might have been like with the Sound Tigers and stuff, I think it was the Sound Tigers um, and stuff like that. So Joe covers it all over there, and he does a very awesome, very in depth job. Um, you know, can't say enough good things about Joe and his show. And then, of course, you got Bobby Longgrass over at the Bucket Drop Podcast, who uh, uh, I'm supposed to be going on here in a little, was eh, probably I think next week or two weeks, something like that. I don't know. I got it in the, I got it on the calendar in my phone. I just can't think of how far away the uh, date is right now. But uh, he just had on, I think Darren again, maybe, or did no? I think Darren. I, I can't remember. Darren was on, I know, but he just had someone else on. Um, oh, the hockey trivia guy. Fuck, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, Bobby. I'm sitting here trying to plug your podcast, and I'm doing a shitty job. Real professional of me, I know. Um, I know how, <laughs> like the hockey like trivia master guy. Also, that was kind of cool. Um, and so, yeah, you need to go, of course, that's pretty much uh, pretty much it for, I guess, the Enforcer fight cast. Of course, you got William at the Biscuit. who just had Corey Bellamy on again, I believe. It was Corey Bellamy. It could be wrong. Um was it Riley Emerson? Fuck, I can't remember. Jesus, all these podcasts are blending together because I've listened to so many at work. Um, oh, Daniel Amsbury, that's who it was. I know it was, it was one of his returning guests. Daniel Amsbury was on again. Um, so go check that one out. Daniel was a good fighter out in the uh, ECHL. He fought in a couple different leagues, SPHL too, I believe. So uh, go check that one out with uh, with William. Can't say enough good things. I've even got an episode on there with him. Um <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Sorry, it's late at night here. And uh, <laughs> I was actually going to do this tomorrow, but then had nothing going on. I took a nap earlier because I had a headache, a wicked fucking headache going on. And then um, ended up taking a nap and uh, interviewing Pete Vandermeer. So that's coming at you soon, everybody. I got Pete Vandermeer coming out, and that'll be a, a good one. We go on for uh, over a little bit over two hours, and I don't even think we covered the last half of his career. The only reason I cut it a little bit short was because we're actually dog-sitting right now. And uh, we had to go run the dogs out, and the fiance can't. We got we got our dog and the other one, and we, she can't handle two big ass dogs. They're almost you know almost two hundred pounds combined, probably. So um, <laughs> don't want don't want her getting drugged down the stairs by those. So I had to 
cut it, I guess, cut it short after two hours. But um, no, Pete, that was awesome for you coming on, and uh, definitely got to get you on again. And we got to talk about the second half of your career. Um, we got through pretty much most of it, and then had to cut it off at the very end there. So um, no, I definitely got to get Pete on again, and had a great time talking to him. Um, so, anyways, uh, I think we'll cut it off there. Uh, I'll just give you the quick plugins where if you want to follow the account. So if you want to follow the account on Facebook, it's just Five for Fighting Podcast. Look up the page, give it a like, and you'll be updated all the time. Or uh, so I think if you f- it's a like and a follow, you'll be updated all the time. Um, over on Instagram, it is just spelled out regularly, Five for Fighting Pod. And you'll find it on Twitter. It is at the number five and then four fighting pod. And it's got like a little fist emoji next to it or whatever. So... Um, that's where you can follow the podcast for all the updates. But, um, anyways, without further ado, we'll take you through a journey in the old Southern leagues of hockey and what it was like playing as an enforcer through the career of Tom Wilson. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for listening. Uh, Oh, one last thing real quick. Sorry, before we go, uh, you rate and review the show really helps out a lot. We've been doing pretty good on the charts over here and, uh, can't thank you guys enough for actually tuning in and listening. Like I, like I was saying uh, before, last, I think it was last episode, you know, you always kind of wonder who, who tunes in and um, listens and you kind of have your doubts sometimes. But then when you see it doing pretty decent on the charts, you know, it's really reassuring and, you know, can't thank everybody who listens enough. So uh, let's keep that going there and give the show a rate and review on iTunes, whatever, whatever platform you're on, five stars, one star, whatever you want to do, doesn't matter. Uh, if you want to leave a comment or leave a review, by all means, go right on ahead. But um, it'll just help the show grow and. Maybe we can get a little bit bigger. Who knows? But anyways, all right, done running my mouth there. Without further ado, we'll pass it over to Tom Wilson. Thanks for listening, everybody. This should be good. This should be very good. All right, and today's guest on the Five for Fighting podcast, we have a guy who managed to rack up 2,835 career penalty minutes through time in the CHL, SPHL, ECHL, and even the Sunshine Hockey League, and that's one Mr. Tom Wilson. Tom, how you doing today, man? Good, brother. Appreciate you having me, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And, of course, you know, shout out to uh, Chicken Hawk for get, getting me in contact with the old Johnny fucking, uh, <laughs> like I said, funny story yeah. before we got going there. Um, but, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, Johnny Ransom, he's a trip, that kid. Been around for a while. <laughs> staple staple in minor league hockey that's for sure <laughs> absolutely man um well i guess we'll get right into it here uh so when did you kind of start playing hockey you know you were born in toronto and uh you know, it's like one of the pinnacles of the hockey world so did you kind of start start skating at like you know as soon as you could walk pretty much actually it's kind of funny uh i didn't start till later like seven or eight and then uh <laughs> actually was a goalie for oh, there you go uh, I don't know, maybe three, four or five years. And then I got tired of getting blamed for losses. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, you know, back then, younger days, back in the early, you know, eighties, there was no, they didn't even give a shit about kids running a goalie. So <laughs> I started wanting to hit people back. So I was like, fuck this shit. I'm, I gotta go, I gotta go out play defense. It's kind of a funny story too, because, when I went out, I first started playing out. Uh, I made single A. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's not bad. But I was all over the place, man. I had no idea of position. But I was just running guys. That's all I wanted to do is run people over. And when I got to double A, one of the guys that is actually a good friend of mine, Reitmeier, Chris Reitmeier up in Toronto, 
he was like, uh, I am not playing with this guy. I'm not, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's terrible. All he does is hit people. I mean, it's great, but fuck, he doesn't play defense, doesn't play offense. <laughs> All he's doing is running guys over. He's like, I'm not playing with this clown. And I was like, oh, well, that's good for your ego. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was, uh, I started out in that and, and then uh, moved up from there. Right so, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. Funny. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, you got to have a screw loose if you're a goalie, and of course, then you go from from being a goalie to going out putting up some penalty minutes. Um, when did you kind of start? I guess fighting in hockey was it? Did it start in junior when you were in the Metro League, or did you even yeah, fight before actually, that? It was kind of funny because uh, I got a I got a, a door opened for me by a buddy of mine, Al Clark. His dad is. Uh, was my one of my early coaches in my life and he got he, he al was playing with st mike's and uh the buzzers and he said you got to check this kid out i mean he's fire plug whatever so i got to walk on so i show up for the practice <laughs> show up for the tryout and i guess you're supposed to have a piece of paper they're supposed to send you some shit in the mail or whatever so I walk in and then, and and I'll say, yeah, just go in there and, and talk to Coach Bishop, Wally Bishop. <laughs> and he's like, where's your letter? And I was like, I don't want a fucking letter. What do you mean? <laughs> he's like, you got to have a letter, man. This is like invitation only. I was like, oh, uh, Al Clark. Oh, you're Al Clark's buddy. All right. Yeah. Put it, here's your shirt. Go out there and play defense. So I, I don't know. I put on a good show, I guess, and made the squad. I never played much. And finally, I was getting set up, and uh, I can't remember the kid's name. He played for – he ended up going to the NHL. So I grabbed him one shift, and I just fed him. And I was so fucking set up because I wasn't getting any ice down. I was used to playing. I was, <laughs> so I just gave it to him. And they are like, all right, well. So then Ben Davis, our coach, our uh, captain at the time, tough dude, really good hockey players. I think he's a coach up in the juniors now up in Toronto. And, uh, he, he's like, uh, we're in the playoffs and we're playing against some Skoka, the Skoka bears. He's like, Willie, come over here, bro. Uh, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> Am I getting bent? And he's like, no, I need you to follow me in warm ups. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just trailed around behind him and he skated into their zone in warm-up and started started shooting on their goalie i said all right fuck let's do it <laughs> so i just started i just started firing pucks at their goalie too and then uh a kid uh can't remember his name he came out of nowhere cross-checked me in the back of the head cross-checked ben so and it was on <laughs> it was just a huge friggin everybody fighting warm-ups before a game not even game not even started so from then on i guess it was, uh, you know, part of the, part of my repertoire. I mean, it wasn't a goal scorer. Everybody knows that. So I mean, you can you can count how many goals I got in my pro career on one two hands, maybe. So you know, I, I was out there to protect the guys, hang out with you know, hang out and fucking maybe throw a couple, knock some guys over. I like I like open ice hits too, eh? So I, I, I had a knack for catching guys with their heads down in the middle of the ice. So uh, you know. You got to work with what you got, I guess. Exactly, man. You can only only work with the tools that you get handed to you. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty good going down and shooting on the other goalie. Uh, I think that's like encouraged these days now, honestly, with how hockey is. Um, 
Yeah. That's right. It was it was Gary Coupel. Oh, Gary cross-eyed Gary Coupel. Yeah, he he actually didn't he end up in the Central League out in Texas or something. I believe he did. It was it was either the Central League or the Whipple, maybe. Um, yeah, that kid could take a beating, boy. And he he was. We were in Muskoka, and if anybody's ever played there back in the day, it was a it's a barn. Like the the actual, you walk in at the the arena, and it's ice and it's ground level, and the ice is dropped like four or five levels below. So it's underground. Anywhere else would be underground, I guess. But in, in Canada, you know, everybody's got a basement. So you draw, you walk down, and man, I'll tell you what. Fans are fighting. People are throwing. And because Lindros was on our team at the time, too, uh, Brett. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, fuck, man. It turned into a shit show real fast. So, yeah, me and Coupel ended up going at it. And, uh, yeah, it was. They ended up beating us in, the, in like seven games or something, but yeah, they, man, it was a good, good series. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Gary Cooper, man, he put up some serious pims and stuff. Yeah, looking at looking at it now, yeah. you, it was both in the Whipple and the CHL. So yeah, we were we we're both right there. Yeah, he had four oh eight one season out in the ECHL. Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, you, he wasn't all there that kid, but he was he was a good dude. <laughs> Absolutely, he was honest. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, so well, the next year you ended up in the Sunshine Hockey League um, with La- with Lakeland, right. and for those out yeah. there listening, they might not even know. Well, the, the league only lasted three seasons, and the teams were all in Florida besides one that was out in California. Um, but how'd you end up there in the Sunshine League? Well, that, my last year in uh, in Metro Junior was uh, in Calgary, playing for the Canadians. Yep. Good good squad. We had a really good team. We went to the championship, but I playing against Wexford, uh, I blew my knee out. Like, my MCL just fucking shattered. So I was sidelined. And then, to be honest with you, I was, my bags packed. They were ready to move out west, British Columbia. I had people I knew at my up at the lake house. They used to go out there and plant trees. So I was ready to go out there and <laughs> probably be a pothead. Life could, it's funny how life does that, eh? You just make decisions. But anyway, they... The guy from our uh, our player personnel guy from Caledon calls me. Says, "Bro, you want to go try out in Florida in the Sunshine League?" I'm like, "Bro, I haven't been on fucking skates since I blew my knee out and whatever May." He's like, dude, worst case scenario, it's a two week vacation in Florida, Lakeland. He's like, shit, yeah, fuck it, I'll try it, I'll do it. Came down and it was. <laughs> I'm sitting, you know how, I don't know, if you played, you try out for a team, you're sitting in the, in the dressing room, and you're, well, first of all, the night before, I'm hanging out with my buddies, and they shave my head, shave my eyebrows, so I look oh. like a goddamn cling, yeah, fucking Klingon, so I'm about to head down to Florida to play, and I, I got no hair, facial or, or otherwise, head, so anyway, I look like an idiot walk into the and the training camp and I'm sitting in the dressing room and the, the the veteran, the big veteran, he's playing the show, Pat Bingham. He starts going around the room. Don't have to worry about you. Don't have to worry about you. And he's pointing out guys like loud, like out loud. I'm like, the fuck's this guy doing? I fuck, if I got to do him, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> 
he wasn't talking about fighting at all. So finally, one of the other guys says, what, what the fuck are you talking about, Banger? And he's like, well, he points at me and he goes, look at that guy. I don't have to worry about him taking my chicks. <laughs> <laughs> talking about frauds. I look like a goddamn idiot with no eyebrows and no hair. He's like, yeah. So, I mean, it kind of actually loosened up their whole entire room. So everybody started laughing, you know. It was a good camp. Not really much fighting. Uh, and then when we got to the first game, that was that was when it turned into a shit show. There's only four teams in the league, right? Jacksonville, West Palm, uh, uh, Lakeland, and Daytona. But on each team, there were some fucking serious dummies. Like, Bingham played in the show, fought Tasker, fought all those guys. Uh, for uh, Jacksonville, they had Marcinkowitz, fucking meatball. He's actually coaching Florida, Florida's uh, club team now. I saw him the other day here in Tampa. And then, uh, you know, Link Gates was down in West Palm. Martin oh, that's Lafayette. right. I forgot Link Gates was there. Did you ever get any run-ins yeah. with Link Gates? No, he actually, it was, it was, it's kind of funny because uh, everybody, before every game we played against West Palm, they're like, yeah, Link's in town. Link's playing tonight. And then, and then it'd be like slap shot. No, he's suspended. And everybody's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the, Ogie, the Ogie Oglethorpe of the sunshine. Yeah, world. exactly. <laughs> no, no, he's suspended. But yeah, uh, you know, but, but, uh, Bill Nyrob was a coach down there, and he always had a freaking good squad. They had a great team every year. I think they were on it like three, four, whatever, how many years there was that they won it every year. Yeah, they did. They won it, uh, I think it was three years in a row uh, the league lasted. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, and then, that must have been like a that whole show. That whole league was a shit show. You, We played each each team like 16 times and sometimes twice in a day. Oh, my God. We played, yeah, we played a 1 o'clock game, and then we played a 7 o'clock game. <laughs> Jesus. It was so stupid, dude. But it was hilarious because everybody was just like, fuck it, we're getting paid to play. It wasn't very much. Like A lot of us were making 180 bucks. Lakeland was the worst worst paid team there was, but uh, everybody else like was making the normal 350 or 200 or 250 or whatever it was a week. But, yeah, dude, it, was, uh, God, it was a fun league. I had fans and and. If you ever talk to Dougie Mann about it, he, he, he'd attest to it because I brought him down because the coaches came to me and said, we need we need another meathead. We need somebody. And I was like, look, I got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy, but honestly, he's like he's like Mike Payne. You know Mike Payne yep. up in Boston? Yeah. I was like, he's like Painter. I can't control him on the ice or off the ice. So, you know, fuck you bring him down here. He's not my responsibility. Fuck. He does what he wants when he wants. So, and like Dougie and Painter were both the same guy. They like, they love to fight. They used to fight off, off the ice, on the ice. Didn't matter. You pissed them off. You did them wrong. Fuck. It's time to do, be accountable, man. Fuck. Be accountable. So we, I mean, we used to fight. He dug his first game. Dougie fought three times, four times in a shift. Oh, there was man. four guys laying four guys laying on the ice. He, he played for five minutes and was suspended for like five games. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was a shit show. That whole league was a shit show, but it was fun. I'll tell you what, you get out of practice at 10 o'clock in the morning, hit the pool, get shit-faced for the rest of the day. 
<laughs> there you go. You're living it up. Well, clearly you liked it. You lived it up down there in Lakeland. Uh, you liked it so much down in Florida. You stayed because you, I mean, you're in Tampa now. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I came. It's funny how things work out because it's full circle. You know, it's 25 years later and I'm back right, right where I started. It's actually kind of crazy. Right. Fuck, is it hot right now, too? My God, it's already gotten so hot and it's like not even May yet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it man. feels good because I'm laughing at all the people back home. So fucking, my sister sent me pictures of the cottage, and oh. there the ice ice is just leaving the water, the lake. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny because I, I mean, me, I was I grew up all the time, or I grew up the entire time down here in Florida. We moved here when I was two years old, so um, <laughs> I'm always like yearning for the cold, and then never end up. We get like you know two weeks of winter, of course, down here in Florida. And it's like the most mild winter ever. <laughs> so I'm always yearning for it. But most people who come down from up north are like, I don't miss the snow or the cold at all. <laughs> no, exactly right. Exactly right. <clears throat> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, so well, you ended up in Mobile, actually, for two games. That it's got you listed down here. How did that kind of happen? <laughs> uh, I had an agent. And I didn't believe in agents because I, I think they're all a bunch of scammers. So I picked up this guy on on a word from the guy that got me actually down into uh, Lakeland, the guy from uh, Calden. He said, you got this he's a good agent. And he was actually an agent for Martin Latre, Latre or whatever is his French last name, but he was down in West Palm. We used to fight all the time. He ended up going up to the American League in the IHL. But uh, <laughs> so this agent gets me a tryout in Mobile. So I go up to Mobile and <laughs> what a shit show. I love, you know what? East Coast, not, kudos to those guys. But it, there's no loyalty up there. There's no camaraderie, teamwork. It's all who can, who can get up faster. You know what I mean? Who can move up faster? Which is great. I mean, that's what you. That's what the, the the ultimate goal is in hockey is to move up. But the East Coast was a shit show, and Mobile was no better. There was a few guys on the team I hung out with, maybe the wrong guys because we were drinking at two for a night. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I didn't play much. When I did get out there, it was to fight, and I ran into Harry York. Uh, he ended up in I think Nashville. Right after he punched the living shit out of me, God, he fucking just, he snapped my nose. I was 21, and he turned my nose to the side of my face and on top of me, and I was like, he's on top of me on the ground, and I was like, fuck, I'm too old for this. I started laughing. He goes, what's so funny? I go, bro, I'm fucking 21. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Yeah, so he, he put my nose in the side of my face, and he gets called up. And then uh, the coach, Eddie Johnstone, uh, he calls me into his office after the game. He's like, uh, <laughs> there's a bottle of vodka on the desk. He grabs it and he puts it in his drawer. And I'm like, I, I haven't seen nothing, bro. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he goes, well, we got a couple guys getting sent down from KC, the IHL. He says, we're going to have to let you go. But I want you to stick around. And uh, I say, are you going to pay me? Because I can't afford to live here. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? I can live on the street until you call me in or what? So he's like, no, I can't. So I said, all right, I'm going back down to the Southern League or Sunshine League, wherever it was back then. 
Well, yeah. I laughed and went back down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ended, up, you ended up back in Lakeland, actually, in the in the Southern League. It was what it, it changed its name to after that year, the, the Southern Prowler. League. Yep, yeah, the Prowlers. The Prowler. yeah. yeah, so what was it like on the uh, the Prowlers at that time? We had a really good ownership. Uh, this, the, what do you call it, uh, Ice Warriors? <laughs> Those two idiots, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I think they're still wanted by fucking the mob or... Hell's Angels or somebody in fucking St. Catharines because those two idiots that ran that ran uh, the Ice Warriors are fucking scammers, man. I'd like to see him again because I like the way it was Wayne Gruel. I don't throw it out there. I don't give a shit. Wayne Gruel, he used to play for Sioux Greyhounds, I believe. He used to play with Probert and, and all those guys on the Sioux. And that's what he, that's where his big name came from. But they fucking ripped everybody off, man. They were fucking, they were paying guys on our team 15 bucks a week, man. It was a joke. Yeah, $15. And how are you supposed to live on 15 bucks? Well, if you didn't perform, it was a joke. Needless to say, at the end of the year, we had like 30 games left, or not 30, maybe 20, 15, something like that. Half, more, uh, 25 or 20 guys went on strike. Like, we just left. We walked out. It was a shit show, dude. And those, and the, and one of the Gruel brothers looks at me and says, What are you going to do, Wilson? We brought you in here. You're a fucking nobody. I looked at him and I said, Are you kidding me, stupid? I'll fucking go back home and get on the fire department, you stupid fuck. I don't need you. I don't, nobody here needs you. And it was, it turned into a shit show because he had everybody in the room and, you can't, you guys can't. And then after that, I mean, believe me, I heard we, me and two other guys uh, went on a tour of Florida, <laughs> Marty <laughs> Diamond and, and Jamie Dory. We went on a little tour of Florida. But anyway, uh, we heard about what happened afterwards. They brought in like scab, like junior players from all over the world, or not the world, but all over the United States and Canada to finish out the season. Dude, all those guys got absolutely shit kicked every game. I mean, I mean, uh, Gus Greco, great guy. I felt so bad for him. He ended up in the emergency room cause he got knocked out so bad playing Jacksonville. Jesus, man. That's where Bingham got traded to. And half our other team got traded down to, uh, uh, West Palm. Dude, it turned into a shit show. So we were, we were sitting down at Key West and we got a phone call. Me and Marty, Diamond, and he was saying, somebody, I can't remember who it was, they said, yeah, Greco was in the hospital, he's got a bad concussion, so he just got KO'd, and the guy was like, you know, like my age now, 45, 46, and he was playing with all these kids, so of course they went straight for him, uh, and the coaches, the other coach, Gruel, wouldn't get on the ice, I mean, it was a fucking shit show, man, that was a, that was a end of the year career league, if you think about it back then or hindsight, it was a lot of guys that were at the end of the rope, end of the careers that came down there. Just want to keep playing hockey. It's kind of like, the uh, what do you call that? Um, we talked about earlier, the, the Quebec league, Quebec league. Yeah. Yeah, the old yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of those guys were still looking to play. Right. So they, and still get paid to do it and just punch or getting the scraps or party and have a good time. That's all That's all it was. That's all that was. And me being 21, a lot of guys were just 21 starting out. 
we got a, an eyeful and an earful real quick. So, I mean, I had people, I had fucking fans handing me $100 over the glass in Lakeland. Dude, fight that dude. Fight that guy. Fight that guy. I'm like, hey, you fucking serious? Where am I right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was fun, though. I'm telling you what. It was it was an eye-opener, but it was a lot of fun. Right. Well, so you said the Prowlers were better to you, though, right, than the uh, the Ice Warriors, I guess? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The owners there were really good. Like, they, they wanted a class class organization, and they, they were very wealthy. They were lawyers from Philly. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they did a real good job, really good job with that, with that organization. And, uh, it was, it was a better league after that. I mean, that's when it expanded to what Winston Salem and Huntsville, maybe, I don't know. I can't remember if it did or not. I can't, it's been a long time ago. <laughs> I got, uh, CRS, you know what that is? I do not. Can't can't remember shit oh there you go <laughs> there you were i was thinking well i was thinking you were gonna hit me with some some fancy medical term i was like overthinking it for two seconds like fuck i don't know what the fuck it means <laughs> no crs and can't see shit either fuck yeah CS getting blind and fucking old brother <laughs> um well the next year you find your you find your little niche there in the old chl and you ended up uh getting with columbus for the cotton mouse how did that kind of happen well, yeah, that was uh, uh, the coach from Prowlers took the job in Columbus when Columbus got a team. So in the CHL, I guess the, it was Charlie Morrow, the owner in Columbus. He used to own the Red Six baseball team, which was a feeder team for some uh, major league team as well. But anyway, they, they opened up a team in Columbus. Man, I'll tell you what that's two class class acts right there the the, the folks that owned um the lakeland prowlers and and then the moros they changed my i mean i only met one group of ownership which was the gruels bunch of fucking idiots so my uh my uh, opinion of ownership wasn't very good until, you know, I met the Prowlers owners and then uh, the Columbus Cottonmouth owners. Yeah, they, it was, it was a really class act organization. So, and they treated the players well and it was far cry from where we had, we had five guys living in a two bedroom apartment in, in Lakeland and we still had the, the sheriffs coming to get us for friggin' rent. Because half the guys in their apartment were doing fifteen dollars a game, fifteen dollars a week. It was a joke, man. Yeah, no. But yeah, the um, so Garber, the coach for Lakeland Prowlers, took us all like whole shit ton of us, like pretty much the whole team up to Columbus playing the Central League. And the first year. Obviously, every you know, first year is a learning learning year for most organizations. <laughs> they put us up in the ho- in the, the worst part of town, pretty much close to the rink, but it wasn't a great part of town. So my roommate was uh, Ryan Reed. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of him, but that kid, I'll tell you what, he fought, he fought Cock, Craig Cock, 
uh, oh, from, shit. yeah, from uh, Tulsa. And we're all, and he wanted to, he, he's my roommate. So he's like, Tommy, I gotta, I gotta fight him tonight. I, gotta fight. I said, bro, why? Just let, just play, just play the game first and see how it goes. You don't have to fight Craig Cox. Because I want him. Oh, he, man, he was a fucking warrior. He wanted to fight that kid so bad. And boy, did he ever, he got his shit handed to him. And right in front of our bench, too. And Cox was looking at us going, why? Why do you want to do this right now? I'm done doing this. The <laughs> <laughs> poor kid took, like, I mean, when he stood up, he never went down. He took every punch, like, square to the face. And, you know, Cox, I mean, we've seen fight, Cox fight. His arms go down to his ankles. Right. So he's got to reach. He's got to reach for about a mile. So poor reader just kept taking boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But he was like, he was so happy afterwards. He was like his little fucking kid in the candy store. He just thought it was awesome. Yeah, I fucked Cox, man. Fuck you. He fought Probert. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) The mentality of, the mentality of warriors is, is, uh, something you'll never see. You'll never find, man. Military, maybe, but. Unbelievable, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny how kind of, you know, you, you want to, it's like fighting Link Gates. Everybody, when a, when Link would come to their league or something, everybody wanted to fight Link Gates. Or it almost becomes a kind of like a uh, like, like a dick measuring contest to see, you yeah. know, I fought Link, who fought Probert, who fought Kosher, and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> so it's funny how exactly that all works. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, well, you had a couple of teammates on that Columbus team, though, that were pretty tough. You had uh, Jerome Bouchard, you had Eric Germain, and <laughs> Brad Prefontaine. And you guys had some serious pims that year, too. Uh, the first year or the second year? The, when we won a championship or the first year? Uh, the fir- Well, the first year. I mean, the next year you had some other guys, too. The next year you, you guys ended up getting Mike Bajerny, too, old Badger. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole different story. Uh, the first year, yeah, Jerome fought everybody. I mean, he was great to have on your team, but he was, you, I mean, you talk to guys like uh, Bingham, my old coach. He ended up coaching in Huntsville, and he had a fucking bounty on that kid every game. <laughs> Fuck, I felt bad for uh, um, <laughs> Jerome. He had to fight. He pretty much fought every game because somebody was coming after him. It was uh but he played that way. He was kind of like Luke Phillips or or Dubois from Huntsville. <clears throat> you know, he, he played that way. He, he was an irritator and he was an agitator. But he would back it up, which you got to give him credit for because the, the kid, I mean, he went through the ranks too. I mean, he fought all those guys in, in the Western Hockey League. So he wasn't a slouch, but he, he just wasn't, he didn't have the size, I guess, to to dominate. But he never, he never got fucking absolutely destroyed. He was, he he hung in there all the time. He was always, he always, he'd take a few, give a few. You know what I mean? But uh, and then who was the other guy you mentioned? Uh well, you had uh, Eric Germain too. Oh fuck! Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy was the toughest and the most quietest guy in the dressing room. But when he spoke, everybody listened. It was awesome, man. He was like he, the guy played in the NHL. Are you kidding me? Play for uh, Kings, right? L.A. Oh, I, think. I believe so. Let me double check. Yeah, um, but yeah, that sounds dude, right. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? And he's in our dressing room, like fuck, dude. I mean, in awe. And he, and it, 
he could barely speak English, which is hilarious in itself. But he, but when he spoke, everybody listened. I mean, he was the guy had he had wisdom, and he he was a solid D man. He never he he fought only when he had to. But he was so quiet, and the quiet ones you got to watch out for, eh? Oh, we yeah. know that. Always. Know that, yeah. That's how it goes. It's typically like, uh, you know, it's the ones you always have a lot. The loudest bark you don't really have the uh, the biggest bite, typically. Um, well, yeah. maybe not all the time in the hockey world because, of course, you get guys who chirp back and forth. But, um, yeah, it's typically how it goes. It's like Toporowski, from what I heard. Toporowski was always really quiet, but, fuck, he's out there putting up 505 penalty minutes in the Western League. So, <laughs> you got to look out for that. Um but yeah, man, so didn't the next he, year. What's that? Didn't he, Toporowski was the one who played for uh, Quad Cities when oh, we yeah. played him in the Utah. Yes, he, yeah, yes, he, he was. was. And I was, I was going to ask he you was, about it. When he, he, was the one, he was the one that got uh, escorted out of the fucking rink, man. <laughs> it was, he was the one who got escorted out of the rink when we played him in uh, the Utah. Him and, and, and a few other guys got escorted out of the rink because... And they had fucking uh, sheriff's department down there. We were all still dressed. And they had just won the championship. <laughs> and they were all walking out with their wives and kids and shit. And we were still dressed, all in the lineup, all in the hallway. And fucking the cops were escorting them out because they were all scared shit that we were going to jump. Which, to be honest with you, <laughs> half of us wanted to. Mike Payne wanted to kill fucking everybody. Like, <laughs> that kid was nuts, man. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you get anybody on your show, get Painter on here, man. Fuck that guy can tell some stories. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely have to, for sure. Um, yeah, the old U-Haul, and we'll get to the U-Haul in a bit because, of course, we have a uh, we have a great brawl to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the next year, so yeah, well, you ended up winning the championship with Columbus, like you mentioned, and you ended up picking up Mike Bajerni. How was that year for you guys? Well, the funny thing is. But journey, or there, we had a kid on our team, uh, Dave Wainwright, out of Boston as well. Tough as fucking nails. I mean, solid kid. I mean, down home, like, like shit you read about. Like a guy, nicest kid ever. But man, could he fight? He had a couple good tilts in uh, Huntsville against one of a Hunts- bunch of the Huntsville guys because we always had brawls against Huntsville. Anyway. Long story short, we were in Tulsa, and he challenged the journey, and the journey just fucking ate him up. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't even recognize Wayner after it. His face was just bloody. So everybody's like, what the fuck? And the journey, and honestly, I've seen him fight after him and I fought, and he in when we played in, uh, when he played for us, and we were in, anyway, playing somebody else, he... The, the kid was, the journey was in his, he was a different breed, man. He was, all right, we'll get to that. But anyway, so we go into the dressing room. The coach says, Tom, you're going after him. Get him. I mean, like, nobody does that. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so we go line up next to him, and he doesn't want to fight. Like, legitimately, he's like, no, man, I had my one for the night. I'm done, which is fine. But I, 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 I'm under orders to fucking fight you. So I'm gonna, <laughs> but I think I dropped him on the ankle or something. Finally, because you can embarrass somebody into fighting. You know what I mean? You can make them, you can make anybody fight if you embarrass them enough, which was I was doing in his arena. So, of course, how many people are going to stand for that? 
not many, right? So <laughs> he said, all right, fuck, you asked for it. And I got one punch in. I'll tell you what, I got one punch in, and it was a good one, and I split his, I uh, I don't know, I gave him like 27, 20-something stitches or whatever. That kid proceeded to beat the living fuck out of me. The only thing that happened to me, though, was he ripped one nostril off my face. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so I just had a couple stitches, which were inside, so you couldn't even see it. I was back out, ready to go. He comes after, after talk to me after the game, and he's like, bro, what the fuck, man? I had like fucking, I was in the doctor's office getting stitches all night long. I said, yeah, I know. All mine were underneath, so you couldn't see them. He's like, fuck, what the fuck? I said, yeah, you fucking ate, you fed me my lunch, bro. So anyway, he ended up being my, we traded for him. He ended up being my roommate. Garber. How was our that? Coach put, yeah, Garber puts him in my fucking, in my apartment. I'm like, really? All right, man. But he, he's a great dude, absolutely great dude. He likes his uh, protein, chicken, fucking that thing, and, he, and he's one of those guys that marks his food in the fridge. <laughs> I don't know why, but it was just the two of us, so it's not like I'm going to eat your shit. But and he was uh, he was all about nutrition and working out, and never drank much. And he was, he was one of those uh, guys that, you know, could have been military. Like, you know, like don't fuck around. It's straight up. And he fought Darren McLean. That's what I was going to tell you. He fought Darren McLean in uh, Fayetteville. And I fought McLean years ago before that. And we had fucking, like even Dougie said, my buddy from back home, Dougie man, he said it's one of the best fights he's ever seen. It was toe to toe. And he, McLean's from the Western League. Uh, tough kid. I guess he's drafted. I don't know if he's drafted. I don't know much about him. But we went punch for punch, punch for punch, center ice. Anyway, uh, uh, the journey fought him. <laughs> and I don't know if he's a judo guy or what, but McLean was out cold before he even threw a punch. Not, And he didn't hit him. He just, I think he choked him out with his jersey. <laughs> like he, he he crossed it and it was really weird. He was out cold. <laughs> I felt bad for him, but I mean he was up after like two seconds. But I mean, Bajerni was like, "Fuck, I, don't know, I just didn't feel like punching him, so I just choked him." <laughs> <laughs> he's a little different, man. He was a different bird, Bajerni, but he was a good dude and he good guy to have in your corner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, old Bajerni, and of course, you know, he's got that. Chiefs doc. Have you ever seen the Chiefs documentary before? No, you've never seen it. Oh man, you'd have to go on YouTube and uh, look it up. It's called like it's less Chiefs, and it's literally about the Laval Chiefs up in Quebec. And Bajerni's on the team, and he's getting interviewed, and his brother's on the uh, his brother's the one that produced everything for the movie. So uh, yeah, and they're like living literally inside of the rink, like in the Laval Coliseum, and they're literally living inside of it, and they like just quickly paint up rooms and shit like that. Like they got to paint all the walls and these dudes are harvesting their families inside of the rink. It's crazy. And of course all the fights and the antics and everything that goes on too. Um, but yeah, but journey's brother was the one who produced it. But journey's uh, got a big role in that. So you definitely have to go check that out. Really? I didn't even know journey played in that league. Oh fuck. Um, he played in there for years. I think he, he played in there for years afterwards. Um, sure. Course, how much did I know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I but told you, I got, 
I got I got CRS. Can't yeah. remember shit. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, now I'm looking it up. Now it's going to bother me because I don't know. I got to figure out how many years he played. I know he played there for at least, I think, five years. Um, yeah, he played there one, two, three, four, five, six years in the Quebec League. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, so he, uh, he went through the ringer. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> Old Bajerni's tough as all nails. <clears throat> he was fucking tough. He, oh, I mean, he is, but he, I mean, fuck. He was a tough dude, man. No kidding. He uh, hit hard. That's for sure. He hit hard. <laughs> for sure. So the next team you end on, or you end up on, excuse me, was the uh, Fresno Falcons and the old WCHL. What was it like on that team? Oh, hold on and pour myself a quick game roll. Uh, oh, yeah, right. so <laughs> we get uh, the year that last the year after Charlie Morrow died, co- or the owner in Columbus. Me and Garber had a little disagreement as to what I should be paid. So <clears throat> I told him I was leaving, and I got picked up by. Do you remember Dave Nielsen, uh, Native American guy? His dad played it. I think he played up in uh, New York Islanders. Sounds anyway. He I play, believe so. Yeah, sounds he, familiar. He he played in Columbus too. Big dude, like six five. Anyway, uh, he called me. He went out to um, Fresno. Painter was there. Bunch of guys out there that we used to play with. Anyway, so I went out there. He called me. He said, "Come on out, man. I'll give you the same you were getting in when you guys won the championship." I was like, "Perfect. Let's go." So I flew out there and played out there. Man, that was one of the best leagues I ever played in. There was some talent out there, like you wouldn't believe, and toughness, like crazy, man. It was it was a good league back then. West Coast League. Yeah. Was it so But once again once again our owner was a little shady. He ended up getting he ended up getting indicted for tax evasion or oh, something. There you go. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Our our finals or our playoffs were against uh San Diego and our entire series had to be played there because we didn't have a rink because fucking our owner got fucking busted for tax days. Oh, oh Jesus. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> gotta love gotta love it. Just another another thing to add on to the minor pro <laughs> hockey world. <laughs> you can't beat it, bro. No, you can't. You it's can't just beat it's it. like it's just it's just the minor <laughs> leagues. <laughs> um well, you know, on that note, you know, it's talking about minor leagues, man. What was it like traveling in, like, kind of like the buses with the boys? And you ever have, like, shit that just breaks down or shit goes wrong while you're driving in the buses? Yeah, I mean, God. It was so, I mean, junior, obviously, was a different story. Like, you get hazed. We were at St. Mike's. We got hazed like crazy. It was awesome. It was it was a good time. Like, it, was, it wasn't off offsides i guess you'd say it wasn't fucking but now and i guess nowadays you can't do shit as far as hazing goes but like when we had rookie parties dude it was you know like fuck they put beers in the oven to heat them up and you have to guzzle them or you put you know they get the funnel and you pour the beers and then they pour like five shots i mean just enough to make you puke fuck not a big deal fuck not <laughs> one big deal fuck I and mean, it's stupid, but nowadays you can't do shit. Oh my god, he made me drink five shots in an hour. Fuck, oh, you know, it's it's things have changed. But I digress. <laughs> so 
Yeah, Fresno was a fucking good time, man. That, California is different. <laughs> That's what I love about hockey. Like, I was talking to a guy uh, at work the other day, and he said, oh, you played you played hockey? I was probably a patient in the back of the truck in the ambulance. He's like, yeah, yeah, well, I came from Canada. And he's like, why did you get, yeah, well, I came down here playing minors. And he's like, dude, how was that? And I was like, yeah, man, I got to see the entire, I've seen more of the United States than I have ever seen of Canada, which sucks because I, Canada, I want to see all of Canada. You know what I mean? Like from all the way from the east to the west, but the most, I, I, whenever I go home, it's straight to the cottage or my mom's house or, you know what I mean? To see the boys. Right. I, I, I just never, you know, but out west, dude, Vegas, we went to San Diego, we went to Tacoma, Alaska. I mean, come on, dude. That I mean, that's that's a you're learning. You're you're it's it's a school school hard knock, school life, man. It's awesome. It was unbelievable. Can't beat it. Learn oh, yeah, the shit sure. time. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like you go I mean, minor hockey, you go fucking everywhere, man. Um well, like you said, you, you mean, fuck, even Alaska. I've, I've never even, well, I take that back. I have been to Alaska for a pit stop um, when we were going to Japan. That was like our connecting flight. But other than that, I've never been to Alaska, so I never got to, um, you know, I guess experience Alaska or even see it because the only only thing we could see was the airport. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you Dude, had to I, go all over. It was a blast up there. The Anchor, Anchor Jaces we played against. Yep. I, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It was like being back in junior or uh, first years in Columbus, the rink was packed every fucking night, dude. I mean, from glass to the ceiling. And every one of those motherfuckers had a fish through shit on the ice. Through, I mean, it was awesome. I've never experienced anything like it in my life. It was hilarious. Brawls in the sand. Like it was said, it was like junior. But what the fuck else you got to do up there? Other than fucking hookers, I mean, <laughs> fishing and hookers. there's nothing else out there. It's, I mean, that's why they pay the people to live there. But it's awesome, man. That place is unbelievable. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Fuck yeah, I'd, I'd definitely have to go back up there and actually experience Alaska, not just you know a quick pit stop at the airport. Um, <laughs> so the next year, and here we are, we're going to get to it. You end up in Asheville with the smoke, and what a squad you had here. Um, <laughs> you had Tyler Prasovsky, Bruce Watson, Blue Benefield, John Hewitt, and yourself. And that's just like I, kind of the bigger name with the penalty minutes on there. That's not even getting into like the lower the lower 100s, I guess we'll say, for the Pims. But what was it like playing there in Asheville and on that squad? Yeah, that, see, that league was a pretty tough league. I mean, we played against uh, – what was that team? Not uh, – like Dean Mayrand was in oh, Muskegon. Muskegon. Yeah, oh, Dino. See, they had a fucking killer squad. And then Adirondack. Adirondack had Sean Legault. They had John Little, 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 or Little John. They had, they had, dude, those guys, every team you played against had three or four legitimate tough kids. I mean, so you're guaranteed a fight at least. So our coach, Bingham, of course, he's, he ended up in the American League after that, I think, after that year, uh, coaching. The guy, he put together one of the best teams I've ever played played on. I mean, it was 
a combination of pure talent and pure fucking meatheads. I mean, guys have been in prison. Well, not prison, but maybe jail. But I mean, holy fuck, dude. I mean, literally, you ha- he had to be on edge every weekend because it, we all went out. Like Bogdan Erdenko, a Russian kid we had, he ended up doing fucking... After the after the season, after whatever how many years, he ended up doing five years in prison for murder, which come to find out he never did. But he just did it, did the time. But like, I mean, we had this fucking serious fucking all-time criminal team ever. <laughs> Watson got arrested. Watson got arrested twice in one night in two different counties. Two different counties, dude. It was insane. Hewitt, Hewitt was another story. That kid wanted to fight everybody. He fight, he fought center. Uh, Trevor Sen. Oh yeah, yeah, tough, Trevor tough, Sen. Dude. Every game, every game, every game. We he and center gave it to him. I mean, give it to Hewitt for putting his fucking head in front of the guy. But <laughs> fuck, center gave it to him every game. Man, we had, that was a tough league, dude. That was a tough, tough. Oh, league. the UHL is probably my. That's still my all-time favorite minor hockey league out there. Even over the LNH, as much as I love that, you know, like the redheaded stepchild of the uh, Quebec League, um, the U-Haul is what I grew up watching. Of course, with uh, you know the Quad Cities, but I just think like the talent and the toughness it had like the perfect combination of it. Because I mean, the, the dudes could play up there too, or play in that league. It wasn't just you know a fighting league, but man, the toughness was definitely there too. And like you said. Each team had about you know three to four heavies, and if if people wanted to play fuck around, it would get stupid real quick. At least, man, it was crazy. It was it was it was. You, you knew every game when you were gonna either have to fight or you're gonna you know guaranteed fucking take a stupid ass penalty because you're sticking up for your guys. I mean, it was crazy, man. <clears throat> we, I mean, Binger, give credit to Binger and uh, the ownership which is really weird because the ownership, the guy that owned us was his brother was the owner of Knoxville. Like same, there was the same family. <laughs> and they called it Sunday, bloody Sunday, that fucking brawl. It was family. It was family night. <laughs> it was family night in Asheville. And it turned into a freaking, I mean, it was a, bloodbath i mean people were just fucking getting knocked out people were getting punched out it was insane <laughs> we i think i think we each, i think we each finished with like five guys on the bench oh god maybe, yeah watching the last episode uh just <laughs> said it was just an absolute gong show um and those listening, if you want to look at this brawl, it's actually on YouTube. It's just look up, uh, look up Asheville Smoke versus Knoxville. What was it the Knoxville Speed, right? That's what it was yeah, at the time. Yeah. yeah. So it was the Knoxville Speed, uh, just UHL brawl or whatever. Um, and you would talk to me about it beforehand, you know, before we got going. But what kind of led up to the brawl? Yeah. So I guess their coach, I can't remember, Jim Birmingham. No, he was playing. Jim Birmingham was playing. He ended up being the coach in Knoxville. But he, uh, their whole team was going after Brett Colburn and Jenstad, Ole Jenstad. We had all our goal scorers. Eh? And they were like, I mean, just picking on him. So finally, it was only the first period and our coach, Bingham, he, if you look up Bingham's history, he's a 
complete complete fighter to begin with. When he played, that's all he did was he was a fucking. I mean, he's good. He was decent. He had great fucking hands, but for the most part, he was like the rest of us, fucking meatball. So he put together a complete fucking meatball team, and it was unbelievable. Like we look, you look around in the dressing room. If you look around now, and we had all the guys in the room, you'd be like, "Holy shit! What a team we had!" And the, some of the, the talent, like Brett Colburn, played in the coast for Rick Vive and scored like fucking. I mean, the kid was unbelievable. J- Ole Jenstad played in the American League, got drafted by the Leafs. Fuck, I mean, super fucking awesome players. But he had the old school mentality to back those guys up with meatheads, like with guys like Probert, guys like you know, not on that level, obviously, but. Guys that can protect. So he comes into the dressing room and he goes, all right, fellas, tired of the shit. I'm sure Brett is too. Oli, I'm sure you are. That's it, man. Fucking controlled violence. And everybody just looked at each other and he goes, what the fuck's he talking about? And Binger was a smart kid. Like, he led on that he was a meatball, but he was a very, very smart coach. And he said... I'm in the, in the bathroom right now, so hold on, time out. But anyway, he said, "Hey, uh, bro, guys, shit, I'm put. I'm starting Spanks too. I'm starting Wilson. I'm starting uh, Redenko. Uh, shit, I can't remember who else it was. And it, and to be honest with you, dude, if you look at the tape, they had all their fucking goal scorers out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what so they fucked Spanx, up." Yeah, Spanks too grabs the, this whoever it was. I can't even remember who it was. And he just starts. Spanks too six six, two sixty. It's a fucking lineman. He grabbed whoever it was he had and just started rag. I mean, smashing his face off the ice, just ragdolling this kid. So I guess one of their guys was another friend, a French kid, Elaine Savage. I don't know if you ever heard of him, whatever kind of a pussy as far as I'm concerned takes his stick and baseball swings Rudenko in the head our uh, four a Russian forward the guy that did five years for murder yeah <laughs> <laughs> baseball swings the kid in the head splits him for 40 stitches so that was it I went fucking bananas I went after Savage I went out and then two other guys came after me so I was fighting uh, Petrov, some Russian kid, and Savage. Savage got away, and Rodenko, I guess, just skated off. And then bench was cleared. After that, I don't remember much. I remember Dean Schmier coming off the bench, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye as I was fucking laying into some kid on the ground, and he just fucking just roundhouse me with his fist in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so then... I don't know, and I started to get up to go after him, and then John Hewitt came out of nowhere and grabbed him. John Hewitt already had his shirt off. <laughs> already had his shirt off, all his clothes off. He was bare skin, like no no upper body equipment on at all. And he was already, this was like five, like 30 seconds into the brawl. <laughs> so he comes out of nowhere and grab, he grabs Schmier, and then... Uh, it just went from there. It got worse and worse and worse and worse. God, it was that was one of the worst I've been in. I got, I, I mean, I didn't have a concussion or anything, but when I, we got into the dressing room, I was throwing up adrenaline. 
throwing oh, up in the sure, garbage can. Adrenaline, and you're just so fucking tired too. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny. <laughs> but back then, it, right at the time, it wasn't funny. It was kind of scary, but yeah, fuck, it was hilarious. <laughs> I like that it was all happened on family day too. <laughs> oh fuck, dude, we had to apologize to the fans. Oh man, it was a shit show. You had to apologize to him. <laughs> well, I guess some of us had to write a, not a written write a letter, but we had to say something to the news and say well, we apologize for what happened. Blah blah. It wasn't meant to be that way, but I don't know. It was all kinds of stupid shit. You know how the media is. So yeah, I feel like they shouldn't do that, especially in minor pro hockey, like a family day. Like you know, it's uh, uh I forget what it was a while back, but there was some some lady who had posted, oh. You know, I took my kid to a hockey game and they just started fighting. And I can't believe that they would do this while my kid is there. I'm like, well, you took your kid to a hockey game, number one. So I don't, I don't know what you thought was going to happen. Um, and it was like an ECHL game. And I'm like, you're going to complain. I'm sure you spent a whopping $14 for, you know, four people to go in there. So I don't know. It's just, just how society is, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but the next year, your Asheville team, man, I mean, they were also stacked as well. You had Todd McIsaac, Chris Schultz, Chad Wagner, and fucking Wagner had 463 penalty minutes. You had uh, Painter again, Mike Payne, and then Chris Millette with 369 penalty minutes. Jesus Christ, did you guys play hockey at all? Yeah, um, so Binger left, Pat Bingham, the coach, left. And then Cheese, uh, I can't remember his last name, or his, his full name, Cheeseman, he was a coach. He was a player before. He was a player of the year with us. The year before with us, he became he became the coach. But he he said the same thing. He's got I got to put together a tough team. So <laughs> brought in Painter, McIsaac, McIsaac and Painter both played in Macon together, and they were both meatheads. Well, McIsaac was really well, really good player too, but he could fight. And then, Jesus, uh, uh, who else was there? Yeah, we we had a pretty decent team, and but yeah, Painter was fuck. Painter, he's one of the most loyal kids you'll ever meet in your entire life, man. Like straight Southie kids, fuck. Like grew up like we did in Rexdale and in Toronto. Like hey, you, your buddies are in trouble. You're fucking. You're on your. They're on. You're on their doorstep in a sec. Same thing with that kid. He. And he would love to fight off the ice more uh, more than he would on the ice. That guy was amazing, man. I, he's a good dude. Really good dude. He is a good dude. Sorry. I'm talking past then. I think he passed away. <laughs> no, you're good, man. No worries. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have to hopefully hook up with him and maybe see if I can get him on the podcast. That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, you, you, he'll, get, he'll jump on there. You might uh, might not get a word in edgewise, though. <laughs> Oh, Get him hey, to sing this... his songs. Fuck, he loves to sing some songs. <laughs> this is a, this is a players' podcast, man. So whatever, whatever the boys want to go. If it, I would say, if you know what, if you want to make it a five-hour podcast, we can. I don't give a shit, man. I got nothing but yeah, time. Exactly. Um, but the next year, you ended up with uh, the WHA two, which you know, league didn't really last that long. But you ended up in Alabama with the Slammers, and a guy I got to ask you about, of course. We got we we had talked about him before, and he said you ended up living with him. And he was the very first player guest I had on here, but it was uh, old Jason Renard. What was it like with him on the roster there? Yeah, it was a treat. That kid, I I love Rennie, man. That guy's he's like he's like Painter, man. Well, 
loyal guy, fucking go to the wall for you. But you, you just, you can't, you can't be, the guy wanted to be uh, more than, I think he was, the guy was super tough. I fought him out in the West Coast League. He was in Bakersfield. He wanted to be at a different level. He just he just couldn't get there. I don't think so. He and I think it bothered him. I think it bugged him in his brain and his head a lot. When I when I moved in with those guys, it was him and Jeff Cheeseman, another good guy. Jeff Cheeser, uh, I think he's coaching back in Toronto or back in Australia, uh, in Ontario around. But uh, it was us three living together. <clears throat> And I, I fought. I think I fought Rennie more that summer, <laughs> drunk than we did all in, in our entire careers. Because, you know, we get fucking fucked up and go out to the bars, and we had a tilt. Him and I had a fucking scrap outside of a bar in Birmingham downtown, that the bouncers just said that sat there and went, "What the fuck is going on right now? Like, what? Who are you guys? <laughs> like, we just went toe to toe, and then I ended up fucking." on my back he fucking KO'd me but it was a, it was yeah Rennie Rennie is an awesome dude tough as fuck and wow well, you come from the a well driller drilling family you're gonna be fucking tough you're a roughneck man fuck that's the way you grow up so but I think he I think he was more mad at himself that he didn't make it higher than he should have and he should have like the kid had talent he just couldn't get past his demons like most of us can't. We can't. I mean, that's why we're in the minors. We can't get past our demons. So that's all it is. Right. Yeah. It's uh, Renard, man. He, he he was fucking hell of a player, too. Not only did he, you know, uh, put up the pims, but he put up a lot of points, too. So Rennie could definitely play hell that yeah, game, too. Hell yeah, he did. Fuck yeah. yeah. And he ended up he uh, play. <laughs> ended up in the the LNH, and I had him on again for the uh, the LNH special, which that was fun to talk about. Uh, you ever see the uh, the brawl between Sorrell and um, oh, who was it? Yeah. <laughs> Tetford Mines? Yeah, that's, that's insane shit, bro. Like, <laughs> fuck, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> it was like, Renard I, and Mayran just going ape shit against him the entire time. Oh my yeah. god, fantastic. I never got invited to that league, so you what, never what, did. That tell, no, yeah, that'll tell you something. So <laughs> I played against, I fought against a lot of the guys that went there: Mayran, Renard, Bone. Bone was up there. I never. You fought? fought wait, you fought against Mayran? Well, sorry, it sucks. I don't have your fight card until fucking 2004 is the first year we actually get your fight card because uh, drop your gloves is you know gone with the wind. Um, but you yeah, Mayran and I fought in uh, when he was in Muskegon. I was in. Uh, Asheville, yeah. What was it like fighting Dino? Actually, I mean, it was really fast because I guess, I don't know if he looked at the ro- uh, roster. I guess most guys do. I don't pay attention to the roster. So he came at me right after the draw. And I was like, I looked at, over at Bingham, and Bingham's like, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm looking for permission. He's like, all right, fuck, that's so we went, I mean, that whole thing lasted about maybe 30 seconds. Just a couple of punches, and then it was a, we both went down. Not a big deal. Not one big deal. <laughs> yeah, Dino, fuck, he's a, just a large human, man. Fuck, Mayran's big. Um, 
Well, so, yeah, uh, what's his name? Say he's going pro boxing now. That's crazy, man. Yes, he sure At is. 40, 40 something. That's pretty awesome, man. Absolutely. I boxed minor league, or what do you call it? Uh, amateur for like a summer. Had four fights, dude. That That is some serious shit, bro. No joke. No joke. Oh, the stamina you got to have for boxing is ridiculous. And, you know, my fat ass gets winded bending over to tie my shoes. <laughs> so, fuck, I couldn't imagine boxing. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's it's a 24-hour day mental fucking shit. I got, my first fight was in, Bo- in Knoxville, to be honest with you. And the only reason why they let me fight was because the doctor knew who I was from hockey because my blood pressure was so fucking high. It was like 220 over fucking 120 or something. It's like, bro, what the fuck's your deal? Like, well, I don't know. I'm just nervous. I've been up all night thinking about it, thinking about it. Thinking... <laughs> He's like, bro, I, normally I wouldn't let, I'd let, wouldn't let a fighter fight with blood pressure this high. But because I know you, you know, you fight on the ice. I've seen you play, so I'm going to let it go. I I won by decision, but <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, boxing is so much different than fighting on the ice because you get, you know, hey, Tom, you're fighting two weeks from now. So now I'm, it's in my head. You're thinking about it, thinking about it, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. In hockey, you, I mean, you know you're playing a team. You might have to fight, may not. Maybe the guy doesn't want to fight, maybe he does. But it's drop of a drop of a hat, right? Something happens, boom. So you don't have time, and plus you're not getting a doctor checking you out before every fucking fight either. So right. it's, it's a it's a big difference when you're in the ring and then when you're on the ice. I think. So I don't know. Maybe there's a some, maybe Mayor and Diener will fucking tell you different, but my blood pressure was through the roof, through the roof every fucking boxing fight I had. I only had four, but. Fuck, <laughs> four more than I'll ever have. Goddamn, you're a better person than me. <laughs> I I couldn't fucking imagine doing that, man. That'd just be insane. Um, well, luckily here we got your fight card now. Finally, it took it took all the way up until oh four oh five to get a damn fight card for you. But uh, you know, the first guy you mentioned him just recently it was uh, Jason Bone, and he happened to fight him three times this year when you were back in Columbus. What was it like fighting him? That okay, uh, so. It's funny about um, the paramedic test I took. One of the questions on the test was, what nationality, if you look them in the eye, they take offense to it? Like if you stare at somebody. And I was like, fuck. I was like, Native American. And bone straight Native Americans, like Saldi, they're like almost 100% Native. So <laughs> I didn't know that. I had no idea about this. So I'm looking at him, and he looks at me. He looks down. He looks back. He looks down. He looks back. He goes, what the fuck are you staring at? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, not the guy. He's like, are we doing? I was like, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> he got so mad. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I was just looking at you, bro. <laughs> not a big deal. He's like, no, we're going. So, yeah. Boner was a tough kid, man. That guy, he could throw. But I think I, I messed him up when I started throwing left. I don't think uh, a lot of guys, unless you're a lefty like Dougie, Dougie Mann, 
a lot of guys don't expect that. Like the Dougie man, he's not a big dude. He's not overly, you know, like I'm gonna fuck you. Up. Like you know, like uh, Bajerni. Bajerni's a big guy. Mayran, big guy. Uh, Renard, big dude, right? Like these guys, you look at them like, oh, fuck, I gotta fight that guy. You look at Doug, he's not huge, but he's a lefty. Makes a huge fucking difference if you don't know how to throw lefts, man. You're gonna take six to ten punches in the face before you even get one off. And last year, you used to taking punches in the face. Mayran used to taking punches in the face. Boxer, right? So he he knows what it feels like. It's all same thing. Dougie, same thing. You know, kamikaze fighters are different than technical. So kamikaze fighter is a guy who's going to go punch for punch as long as you can to see who lasts. Like me and uh, Hanson, Jeff Hanson for Knoxville. We went punch for punch. I lost. Fuck. <laughs> that was a shit show, too. Uh um, who was the other one? Um, Darren McLean, not um, out of West Coast League. He was a uh, baseball. We went punch for punch. He was a lefty. I was throwing right. We went. I mean, it was awesome. Like it was fucking. But it's like uh, Forrest Griffin. How many punches can you take to the fucking head before you know one or two little jaw shots put you down? So. You know, the, the ultimate thing is, uh, who was that boxer? Uh, Roy Jones Jr. Never been knocked out, right? Ever. But he won- He never lost. Because he never got hit. Ever. The guy was elusive. He was so elusive. Fuck. But you look at guys like, uh, you know, Forrest Griffin. And that like to put on a big show. Punch for punch, punch for punch, punch. It was awesome. Fans love it. But how much can your fucking head take? It, you can't. You can't. Over so many times, you can't. I mean, it looks good after a few fights, but I don't know if you looked up Lon Hovland and me. We went punch for punch for a good 30 seconds. I was honestly, honest to God, out on my feet. Out. He was holding me up, but I was still throwing. Afterwards, I don't remember I don't remember a goddamn thing. And if you watch the fight, I look, I'm doe-legged. Fucking, <laughs> I had to have the referee help me up. But I, it looked like I got up on my own. But I fought that kid every fucking, every game. They had one of his, one of their teammates come up to me and say, Tom, leave him alone. He doesn't want to fight anymore. I said, well, he shouldn't have fucking talked shit after he beat me up the first time. But I guess he talked shit on the, on the bus. And the hockey world's small, man. People know people, so you're gonna hear about it. I heard about it. Dougie came out of the stands. He wasn't playing that night. He came. We met him in the hallway. Fought him in the hallway. But that's why they put up a. That's why they put up a cage in Columbus Civic Center <laughs> between the dressing room because of us. We went after that kid in the hallway. We fucking fought him in the hallway. Fuck, dude. I was so fucking mad. Don't hey. You win a fight, great. That's fucking top notch, man. Your kudos to you. We'll go again, right? Fuck, honor, respect. But you start talking shit. Oh, I fucking smoked Wilson. Fucking tough guy. Blah blah. blah. I fucking smoked. 
you don't think that's going to get back to me? You don't think that's going to get back to anybody, anybody on your team? Don't be stupid, man. That kid ended up with quitting. We never played hockey again after that, after that season. No shit. That's what I was told. And he was a fan favorite. Fuck him. What a fucking <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> well, another guy to ask you about, uh, of course, fuck, Jesus Christ, all these LNH boys rolling around is Mark andre Waugh. You fought him, um, you know, it was uh, making in Asheville. Well, or what was it like fighting him? Yeah, I don't know. I, fucking French guys, they're fucking different breed too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was tough. Raw was yeah, he's good. He, he was a good guy though. Nice, nice guy off the ice. Yeah, I mean everybody. We all, all of them, everybody. You know, there wasn't one guy that I didn't respect off the ice because or on the ice but when, when you know they're being legit they're being when you talk to shit okay so you watch the nhl everybody watch the nhl you watch uh have you watched the russian five no not yet i have not seen that one yet Document, documentary uh, dude i was, it was it's one of the best documentaries i've ever seen bottom line is uh when mccarty goes after lemieux what he did to Draper, right? See, now, I disagree with the way Lemieux handled himself. You want to play tough? Fuck, that's great. And most of the guys I played against, most of them, that's the way it was. If you played tough, dude, you knew you had to answer the bell. Accountability. And that's what's great about our sport. It's accountability. Because that bullshit with the football, what was that? I can't remember the guy's name. He, he went out and fucking did the dance on the fucking Dallas Star. Oh, fuck. I think that was <laughs> Terrell Owens. Uh, dude, are you kidding me? You do that shit on fuck in hockey? Get the fuck out of here. You would never, you wouldn't, you'd leave on a stretcher, bro. Seriously. You're a fucking idiot. You do that in basketball, nothing's going to happen to you. Like, I mean, come on. The only sport, and I had an argument with an ex-girlfriend's husband, not husband, ex-girlfriend's dad about this. Hockey's brutal. Hockey's a brutal sport, 100%. Everybody knows it. You know that getting into it. But the fact is, hockey is accountability. You want to act like an asshole. You want to fucking run around. You're fucking sick in somebody's face or flu footing them or talking shit you're gonna answer for it bro you're gonna have to fucking drop the gloves or you're gonna get fucking run into the end boards we had a kid in lakeland this no joke this is pat bingham my first year ever experiencing pro hockey kid came from uh boston no not somewhere in massachusetts or maybe rhode island Oh, my God. Was he thought he was shit didn't think college kid, eh? And we used to make fun of the college kids because they were, you know. College kids? You know, <laughs> yeah. And they weren't junior guys. They weren't guys that fought. They were, you know, fucking trust fund babies, whatever. Which a lot of them weren't. But, you know, it was a stereotype. 
This kid thought his shit didn't think. Defenseman, fucking, I think his name is Roe. I don't want to talk bad about him, but he was a douche. The minute he walked fucking through the door, thought shit. And I mean, you know what, though? In his defense, college, you do four years of college, you're a god, right? You work, you, you go to fucking D1 school, you're a fucking stud, right? Regardless of whether you fucking, you know, lit the lamp or, you know, whatever did really well and got drafted or whatever you're a stud coming out of college so he came down he came down to the bottom of the barrel i mean i mean the bottom of the barrel and he thought his shit didn't stink bingham first practice hey everything goes in his corner i don't give a fuck if you have a breakaway dump it in his corner and we <laughs> worked that kid all day long by the end of the fucking practice, he's like, ah, okay, guys, I'll pick up the puck. I got no problem. Please stop hitting <laughs> Please stop beating me up. Like, he was fucking in tears, man. But he turned out to be one of the best fucking uh, teammates ever. Like, he was a fucking great guy, fucking good partier, allowed to hang out, whatever, man. And he was a good hockey player. But you come out of you come out of that fucking mentality that I'm better than you or I'm better than the, the team. And that's what I love about hockey is it's, it's accountability and it's honesty. <laughs> you know what? You can lie and lie and say how good you are, but Hey, proof's in the pudding, bro. You can't fucking pull your weight. <laughs> You're going to get told about it and told about it by everyone or fuck. You get shipped out. See ya. Yeah, it's just going to be one one of the other. So you either fix your shit or you're fucking gone pretty much. And well, you straightened him out. You showed him how to play the old Canadian way, eh? <laughs> well, it's turning into the U.S. way too, which I like. But, uh, well, fuck, hockey's turning into a shit show anyway. Fucking. Oh, I don't even can't watch, I can't watch it anymore. I don't watch it anymore. Can't hit you know. anybody. Can't hit anybody. Can't fight anybody. No, whatever, man. Yeah. Fuck. Well, anyway, at least we got we got your fight card here to reminisce about the fights for. Um, but of course, another guy you had you have fought. Well, this is the next year technically, so you're back in Columbus. Um, but former podcast guest, but you fought Goose Mike DeGurse. What was it like fighting Goose? Yeah. I, it's kind of funny because we were both, <laughs> I don't want to say over the hill, but we were like, <laughs> Too old I'll tell you what, shit. <laughs> let's, let's go back, let's go back to, uh, Sunshine League or Sun, Sun, I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, Sunshine Hockey in, League. <laughs> he was in Winston-Salem and that kid laid a beating on me. Like I thought it was tough, eh? Like I was punching guys out, I was fighting, having a good time. Dougie and me were just fucking cleaning up the league. Like, we were having fun, fucking... Pu- we, we'd fight two, three times a game, me and Dougie. We get to Winston-Salem and this new kid, fucking... Yeah, straight Indian, fucking... Just a... I mean, just stocky, 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 stocky. Wasn't a great skater, but, man... <laughs> he grabbed a hold of me, and he fucking killed... He ragged on me. <laughs> it wasn't... Like, he beat fucking shit out of me and I was like whoa what the fuck 
Yeah, so I, you know, and then for and him and Doug fought for years after that. I I don't know. I guess I went. Yeah, I went out did my western swing or whatever. And, and uh, Doug, you did his uh, East Coast thing. <laughs> and man, it was when we finally got back together. For I mean, it was it's almost like a full circle. We ended up back. He ended up back in Huntsville. Me and Doug both ended up back in Columbus. Dude, it was fucking retarded, man. Like what? Fifteen, ten years, fifteen years later. And I and I say, are you up for one? He's like, yeah, fuck, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was. I mean, what? Like I said, older, older, slower. <laughs> it was a good show. I, I enjoyed it. Both of us afterwards were laughing. Fuck. He thought it was hilarious. <laughs> well, fuck. You even fought him again the next year, too, which is pretty funny. <laughs> you still didn't get enough of him. Um, but another guy you fought, too, and he was a tough dude, was uh, Matt Goody. What was it like fighting him? You know what? Fuck. Maybe it was Goody. Who? Where, where was Goody at at the time? I can't remember. Um, was he Miss Let me see here. No, I don't think it was Muskegon. That would have been, it would have been in, um, I think Richmond, maybe. Looks like it's no, Richmond. I never... No, uh, let me see. Fuck. Of course, hockeyfights.com. Their link is broken. Thanks a lot, Hockey Fights. Fuck, I hate this goddamn site. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I can't remember Gary. To be honest with you, was that was must have been Asheville. Yeah, it said. Well, it says Richmond. Richmond Renegades. Yeah. I don't remember ever playing Richmond. You got that CRS going anyway. again. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Can't remember shit, brother. <laughs> um, but he was, I remember him being a big dude. But I don't remember fighting him. Well, fuck it. Maybe he fucking it's, knocked me out, too. I don't know. Fuck. Well, it's got <laughs> at least, fought him at least twice here uh, this year, and that was um, fuck 06, 07. But you also fought another guy that year, was Chad Wilcox. What was it like fighting him, if you remember, if you remember that one? Is he still alive? I thought I thought I heard he passed away. That kid. Did he? No, different, different guy, different guy, different guy. Uh, Wilcox was tough. He he could throw. He had an, any little long reach. I, I, you know what though? He was actually my first challenge in a while. Like the first one that I was actually tensed up. He was a good tilt, man. I like I like fighting that kid. And he, he hit pretty good. He caught me a couple couple good ones, but uh, not he didn't hit hard like Hanson. Hanson, when he hit you, he put you down. When he when when Jeff Hanson hit you in the face, <laughs> you felt it. <laughs> you got up dough legged like I did. But yeah, he Wilcox was pretty good. T- he was a tough kid. Right on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, well. So the last guy we'll ask you about here. Uh, and of course, another former podcast guest who had a great episode. You can go back and check that one out for the folks listening if this is your first time. But uh, the last guy I'll ask you about was old Luke Phillips. What was it like fighting Phillips? I was uh, I was kind of I was kind of hesitant about fighting him. I thought because because uh, Jerome said earlier in in the dressing room, he's like nobody fucks nobody fucks with Phillips, you know, you know how coaches do, leave him alone, let him do his thing, blah, 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 because he was a shit server. Phillips is, 
he, he, he's a self-admitted shit serving and nobody loved, nobody liked playing against him. Everybody hated playing against that kid because he got under your skin and which was exactly his fucking job. hundred percent. So that kid, when he, I don't even know how it came about and Jerome gave us the old negative. Don't do it. We want him on the ice. Well, you know how Jones, you know how coaches do fucking, hey. <laughs> so anyway, it's kind of disrespectful to uh, Luke, but either way. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess we ran into each other in front of the net. And I was like, fuck it. You know what? Fuck it. I about had it with your shit. <laughs> and I grabbed him. I grabbed him, and then I was like, no, nah, this is unfair. This is unfair. So we backed away. And I said, is it, are you in or are you out? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Which is pretty impressive. I, I was, I was, I had a lot of respect for that kid. So when we did find the goal, yeah, I mean, he was strong, but he, uh, he didn't get many in <laughs> watching the film. Yeah, you, you you hammered him down with some rights, and so uh, it looks like Luke never got going in that one. But um, no, yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny because you like he gra- you grabbed him in the corner, like you said, and then you still had your bucket on. His bucket was off, and you said, "Yo, hold on," and then you end up flipping the <laughs> L- in yeah. LNH fashion. You you let go of each other. You'd fucking drop the bucket, and then you guys have a go. So that was a, like a little bit of pageantry from the LNH. I'm <laughs> taking a couple notes there, but that was good. That was a good tilt. Well, I mean, in my defense, <laughs> punching somebody in the helmet fucking hurts. <laughs> oh, I'm Especially sure. You three and four times, so that's why it makes me laugh when football players get new brawls and they start punching each other with those fucking ass huge, like those things are like punching steel. You're an idiot. Stop throwing punches, dude. Maybe throw a kick or something. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? But yeah, uh, it was he was he was he was a good warrior. He, he fucking put up a good tilt, but you know, it was when you're that much shorter than somebody. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you ask any fighter, they're going to say the same thing. It's tough. It's very very tough to get. Like uh, Craig Stahl said, he used to fight uh, in junior. He used to fight fight uh, Chara. <laughs> oh God! It was like it was like a little t- a ten-year-old fighting a you know a twenty-year-old. He said it was it was impossible to fucking get in on the kid. Fuck. But back then, I guess Chara was terrible. So oh, well, you know, I'm not knocking Chara, and of course, I'm not knocking his toughness. But I still don't think he's that great of a fighter. He's very Bambi-ish on his feet. And um, fuck, even somebody was just posting the other day about like a top ten all-time Bruins tough guys list, and oh, Chara should be on there. I'm like, eh, eh I don't think so. Never uh, really I, I would. If you ever interview Craig Stell, don't bring that shit up because that'll fucking set that kid off. He <laughs> fucking can't stand Star- uh, Char. He thinks Char is the fucking biggest joke in the friggin' NHL. And he's a fucking, he's a uh, Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not knocking his talents or knocking him as a guy or even a fighter, but I, I just think it's a little bit overhyped. I think people. People look at him as like this absolute killer, but when he actually have to, he never really fought the heavyweights, I guess, because well, of course he wasn't his role in the team. 
But um, you look at when he fights like uh, Scott Parker. Scott Parker fucking TKO'd him. Um, yeah. And I mean Parker. Well, you, I mean, Parker's a big dude, and he gave up size to Chara. So, and then uh, and let's go. Let's go. How many times he gives up the puck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was no great. I'm no great fucking uh, playmaker either. But I mean, you're in the NHL and you give up the puck that much. I mean, come on. But whatever. <laughs> he, he was in the NHL for. Humpteen years, so and he's a uh, Hall of Famer, so can't fucking knock him for much. <laughs> we d- we digress, as they say. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, well, man, that fucking wraps it up. I pre, you know, what a career you had, and you fought some great, great fucking tough guys throughout the years. You know, like Dean Mayrand, and you have a crazy brawl in Asheville. So you know, can't thank you enough for coming on, man. Absolutely, brother. Anytime, man. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's good reminiscing, <laughs> especially when you got some whiskey going too. So. Oh, that's the best part. Fuck. Well, you know, I'll admit it right now. I, so I went to go pour myself a whiskey, and uh, it, it was brought up to my attention. I did a round table the other night with a couple of the buddies, like Fourth Line Voice and uh, old Chris Banty. I know they'll. T- I know both those assholes are listening. And uh, well, Chris was shit housed, and I ended up polishing off the the entire bottle of whiskey. And so uh, I had, had to tap into the fiance's wine <laughs> wine bottle because nice. I fucking had. Yeah, I was sitting here all fancy sipping my, my white wine. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> That's all we have. We didn't even have any beers because we got to make room in the fridge. I'm having a big cookout this weekend, and so we're going to fucking pack that bitch out full of beers. But um, yeah, I didn't have I any, didn't know, no whiskey or nothing, so we had to go with the white wine, real manly. Such I feel feel very high class on this podcast, I guess. Um, there you go. <laughs> but no, man, I can't. Like I said, I can't thank you enough. And you know, awesome fucking stories. I love. I always love getting the minor league guys on. And um, and like we talked about before, you know, spit and chicklets. It's all good with the uh, the NHLers and everything like that. But the, like you said, the fun stories and the stories that everybody always likes. It always stems from juniors or minors, and so that's the real heart oh, and soul yeah. of hockey. Hundred percent, dude. I mean. You listen to Jordan Tutu. Fuck his whole podcast. Oh, his whole thing is was, juniors and minors. Yeah, all the shit from where he came from, and then there. Although I don't think there was anything about his NHL career, but everybody knows his NHL career, right? So nobody wants to hear about that shit. They want to hear about how you got there, what you did to get. You know what I mean? That's the exciting stuff. Fuck. Exactly. Um... <laughs> well, well, one of these days, fuck, we'll have to get together, grab a beer or some shit. Well, you're out here in Tampa. We'll fucking, yeah, whenever this fuck. quarantine's over, uh, we'll go do something. We're starting uh, our league, or our league, our group is starting back, I guess, the 10th at uh, Clearwater Ice Arena. Oh, well, my ass will not be anywhere near your league. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> I fucking well, there's, suck there's, there's at a hockey. Bunch of leagues. Do you do you play or do you? Do you oh, play I play. No? I play like the fucking lowest tier adult league hockey. I just started playing like fucking a year and a half ago. Like actually, like in a league. Well, of course, because growing up in Florida, it wasn't as big. Well, you know the Tampa Bay area now. Um, well, yeah, I, I grew up in Lando Lakes uh, out there in Pasco. Yeah. And I mean, uh, exactly. it was before it was developed and there wasn't shit out there. I mean, the closest rink was probably Oldsmar and that's still quite a trek. And that's actually where I play now is Oldsmar TVSA. I live in Citrus Park right next to fucking, uh, right next Dude, to the Dude, I got kicked out. I got kicked out of that league. Oh, no shit. Yeah, like a, last year. Oh, or, fuck. Yeah. 
<laughs> Did like, you really? Uh, six months ago or something like that. I got booted. Some kid fucking, as a shot was coming in from the point, he fucking kicked my knees out from behind me. Uh, the puck just whizzed by my teeth. I haven't lost any teeth in fucking 25 years of playing hockey. Never lost a tooth. And I almost lose one in fucking pickup hockey. I lost my shit. I went after this kid. I poked him in the back of the legs. Oh, spearing. And I just thrilled him in the face. Of course, he was wearing a face mask. So then he gets up. Another guy comes after me and grabs him. I Again, another two guys. And none of, none of my guys on my team are helping me out. So anyway, long story short, I fucking tore this, kid, tore this kid's head fucking mask completely off his helmet. Smashed his face against the ice. And then punched another kid in the face. Yeah, <laughs> suspended. Suspended forever. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't believe I ever heard about that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> he got kicked out of my rink. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Then I, got moved, I got moved, or I moved over to the Clearwater rink. So I play out of there on Sunday mornings now. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck. I, you know, I, I don't think I've ever been to the Clearwater one. I know I was at, um, oh, the That's Wesley Chapel. That's where we Chapel used to one. practice, bro. That's where we used to practice when in Lakeland. Oh, really? <laughs> when we were in Lake, when we were in Lakeland, and we didn't have any ice, we'd come up to Clearwater Ice Arena and play after the the Lightning. So, like Chicone and oh, who's the other fucking yeah, all those guys. Like fucking who's the the captain back then? Uh maybe Rob Zomner. Maybe. No, the big tall guy. Oh fuck. You're going a little bit before my time. I'm just trying to yeah, think. Yeah, way back. Way back. Um, Enrico Ciccone. There's uh, Zer, Zer, I can't it, remember. Yeah, Rob Zomner. No. no. Uh, I have to look him up. Now, yeah, now you, you, look again, you got me thinking. Now I got to look it up, too. Um, but, yeah, we were never... Uh, we never had an ice rink, and they just built that huge one out in Wesley Chapel, and that would have been prime for me to play in when I was, like, you know, growing up. But, of course, um, that rink didn't even get built and finished until I was in the Marine Corps, so I was already, like, 20 years old when it got done. So I just started playing hockey, uh, like, a year and a half ago because, of course, like I said, I grew up a huge hockey fan my whole life, but we just never had anywhere to play it. Yeah, that, that seems to be the story a lot of in the southern, a lot of southern towns too, eh? Oh yeah, for Which sure. Is, yeah, but I mean, what are you gonna fucking hold on? I just pulled up the roster. Yeah, I did too. I'm looking here at the first year for. It doesn't tell me who the captain is. I don't think. Fuck. Brian Bradley. Oh, oh Brian dude. Bradley. Fuck. How did I think of that? No, it wasn't. That wasn't him. It was uh, John. Look, I'm just looking at the names. Yeah. Brian Bradley broke broke his leg at my cottage. Really? Well, yeah, fucking skiing, dude. Roman Hammerlick was on that team. Chris Gratton. That's who it was. Ah, uh, Chris Gratton. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, all those all those fucking guys were there when I was coming out of the rink. Like, uh, there was another one. There was another meathead though. Rudy Poshek? Yeah. Yeah, Rudy. And he was he grew up with uh Pat Bingham. Oh Bingham really? and Poshek. Yeah, so they were fucking shooting the shit. They were having a great old time when we walked in just to practice. 
Like, dude, I can't even remember. I can't even believe these, how these guys were on the team. I was 21, and Brian Bradley was on that team, and he was at my cottage, the neighbor's cottage, <laughs> and he broke his leg skiing. Jesus. He lost, lost his contract. Brian Bellows. Oh, yeah, and then he had, he had Peter Klima on that Michael, team with that fucking John pot Cullen. bucket. There's some fucking wicked players here. Roman oh, yeah. Hamerlick, Peter Klima, yeah. Damon <laughs> Lankow. Fuck. That's insane, dude. The old Lightning team was fucking. I used to love. I I, lo- I love watching the old footage. Um, you know, we we became Lightning fans in like the two thousands, like early two. I want to say two thousand exactly was when we moved to Tampa from uh, Jacksonville, and that's when we became Lightning oh, yeah? fans. And oh fuck, it was it was so much fun going to the games back then. Man, that's, that's what I like about talking about this shit. I mean, it brings back old memories and old fucking but I'm telling you man the game's changed so much it's uh, it's just, it's really annoying actually because it's starting to get like soccer where there's no accountability or no oh, and football so bad. You, can, you can do whatever you want and not not get in trouble for it or when you do back some one of your teammates up like you're supposed to do you get fucking crucified for it man yeah, it's fucking rough, man. I well, I, I like I said before, I just don't watch, and I've mentioned that plenty of times on the podcast. Probably, probably enough where my fucking it's burned into my listeners' brains out there. Um, but yeah, I don't watch anymore. It's just not for me. I I got my got my fucking hockey fight tapes here. I got my enforcer jersey collection, and that's that's the hockey I like. So that's what I stick to. <laughs> yeah, I like. I mean, case in point is Don Cherry. Oh yeah, there you go. Crucified, man, crucified. Whatever, man. I, yeah, you got to change with the times, right? You got to adapt and overcome. So you just got to change your way of thinking. But you, you really don't. Does it make sense? You, you can, you can be a different guy, but not be a different guy. Does that make sense? Right. It's 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 like a gray area. Yeah, you can you can adapt, but you don't have to conform. There you go. You can adapt, but you don't have to conform. There you go. So you put on a put on a face, put on a facade. Like I keep my circle small. There's only a few people that I trust. Only a few people that I'll talk to. Like for me to go on social media right now is big because i don't i don't do i don't do facebook i don't do shit man. i don't do any social media i'm off the grid completely i changed my number i there's only a few people that have this number i don't uh, i don't fuck around anymore because i don't want people i don't want people to know who me don't want me know me where i'm at i don't give a fuck at fuck it well, you know, that being said, I appreciate you at least coming out of the podcast and bullshitting with my with my dumbass for a little bit. Oh, 100%. I, 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 like I said, I like to, I mean, I was hoping you weren't going to get into politics and all that shit. Fuck no. Dude, it's, literally yeah. this whole podcast is for fights and nothing else. We don't even talk about fucking goal yeah. scores. <laughs> yeah, good. 
Because I was like, oh, God, it's not going to ask me about my fucking political views either, or Fuck COVID, no. or what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a sh- Well, yeah. typically, actually, that's one question I did miss. Most of the time, I'll ask the boys what they're doing or what they're up to now after hockey, but... Um... Fuck, I, well, I kind of already knew what you were doing, so that's probably why I didn't ask, because of a fucking chicken hawk had told me before. Um, and you yeah. told me, of course. Yeah. I was like, I don't even fucking need to ask it now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely, brother. Anytime, man. If you want to, yeah, if you want to get together for a beer, just fucking holler. I'm uh, right across the bridge, right? So you're in Tampa, so... Yep, I'm right here in Citrus Park, so we'll fucking, we'll definitely have to do it whenever this uh, this whole quarantine is over. Wait, what? You're in Citrus Park? Yeah, Citrus Park. I used to live there. Oh, really? Yeah, up uh, Sheldon. Yeah, li- that's exactly where I'm at. I live right across from fucking uh, old Sickles High School. All right. What what complex are you in? Uh, fuck, Citrus Village. Citrus Village. I was in Colonial Village. I don't think that's not that far. That's not that far down the road. Oh, no, thanks. because this is six sickles is right across from me too. <laughs> yeah, or was was for me. Yeah, dude, that's fucking insane, man. <laughs> right? Funny how the world works, eh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, I'm always over there. Seeing, uh, Stall lives over there in Fish Park. Oh no, shit. Yeah, he's in. Uh, shit, where is it? Ben- Ventura, Ventura. I don't know, somewhere over there. Over off the hills, bro. Hillsboro? Yeah. Off Hillsboro. Yeah, fuck, that's, uh, Hillsboro's not far at all. It's actually over by my work. Yeah. Well, um, God. well, fuck, yeah. We'll have to get together for sure. Absolutely, brother. Well, you have yourself a good night, man. And again, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. When's it uh, going to air? Oh, fuck, let's see. man. Actually, I've been fortunate. I've got a, I've got a lot in the back burner right now, so this would probably be... Uh, two or three weeks before it airs. Okay, cool. All right, man. Well, you have yourself a good night. Let me know, man. Absolutely. All right, buddy. You got.